0: you're listening to the holy hot mess mom podcast i'm heather and i like to treat this podcast like we're just old friends sitting around on our jam jams with no makeup a messy bun and probably some sort of bodily fluid on our shirt from a child in this show we chat about homemaking simplifying mommyhood jesus and everything in between this is a place where we embrace that life can sometimes be a crazy beautiful hilarious mess i want to give you the encouragement support and some practical tips to help you thrive, even when some days you might feel like you're riding the Holy Hot Mess Express. So grab a cup of coffee or wine if it's been one of those days, relax, and let's chat. Hey there. So today we are talking about some practical tips to help you keep your house clean in less than 30 minutes total a day. I wrote down 10 tips, but I'm not quite sure it's gonna be 10, it might be more than that. The first one, which is how I start every time, is that you have to declutter. I did a whole episode on decluttering, episode 16 of the podcast. So You can actually go to iTunes and scroll back through and go to episode 16, Declutter 101, or you can go to holyhotmessmom.com slash podcast slash episode 016 and it'll pull up for you. You know, as wives, as mothers, as whatever, our time is precious, and it's a point of pride to keep our house clean, especially if you stay at home. But if you're like me, if I kind of just go willy-nilly trying to clean things, I'm running around the house all day, I'm not getting anything fully done, and I'm feeling really overwhelmed with pretty much the fact that I'm putting away clutter all day. I'm not actually cleaning things. The reason why decluttering is the first thing you have to do is you have to get rid of the unnecessary stuff. I talk about it in that episode, but stuff takes up your precious time. Stuff and people. Either you're spending your time managing stuff or you're spending time with people. That people can be yourself (laughs) or your kids. But the more things you have cluttering up your home, the more things that are on the flat surfaces of your home, the harder it makes to be able to clean those things. So as an example, I want to have clear kitchen counters, and I also don't want them to be sticky and gross. So what I do is I keep those counters clear. That way, if anything sticky or gross gets on them, I don't have to move things out of the way. All I have to do is grab a rag and wipe it up. I'm saving so much time in my day because I'm not spending five minutes four times a day, which is then 20 minutes, putting away clutter that's on my kitchen counters or shifting and shuffling it around because it's already clear. It has a home and it all goes there and I don't have excess stuff that we don't need. So to help me with the clutter, even stuff that still lives in your house, but maybe gets on your kitchen counters or your kitchen table because we do live in the house, I have a quote unquote, go home basket. This is a basket I got from Target. It's one of the ones that fits in like those cubbies, those 12 by 12 cubbies, so it's an 11 by 11 cube. And it's plastic, so it's pretty sturdy. It serves two purposes. First, I put it on the bar in my kitchen because that's kind of the central midpoint between the kitchen food prep area, the little breakfast nook area, and the living room, which is where we spend the majority of our life. That's where the majority of our daily clutter lives, those three rooms. So what I do with this basket is, when clutter gets in my way, I throw it in the basket. So if I got out tape to fix a book that the kids ripped, and the tape is on the kitchen counter, throw it in the basket. If we use some paint supplies, throw those in the basket, you know, like the little finger paints or whatever if there's a pacifier I find on the floor, I don't go put it away, I throw it in the basket. And that way I'm not running around doing all the clutter putting away. Once that basket gets full or at the end of the day, if it's not full and I have time, I run around with the basket in hand, put it on my hip and I just put everything away. I go to the baby's room, grab everything that's baby stuff, put it away. Kids room, everything that's kid stuff, Actually, I just throw it in their room on the floor and I tell them to put it away. Anything that's ours, any medicine or something that we grabbed out of the medicine cabinet, and I go put all those things away. But that way I'm cutting that walking time. Because think about it. If every item you pick up during the day, you spend 10 seconds walking there, five seconds putting it away, and 15 seconds coming back, that's 30 seconds. Think about how many items you put away in a day. Add 30 seconds to that. Take those minutes back in your day by having this go-home basket. It can be a bin, it can be a laundry basket if you have a lot of stuff, even though it's kind of an eyesore, it can be a cute little picnic basket, but put something central to your home. That way, when you go from one room to another, you can either grab a few things out of it because you're already heading to that room or do your march around the house and put everything home. When we lived in a two-story house, I actually put this basket at the bottom of the main staircase. Yeah, it had two sets of stairs. It was a ridiculously massive house. It was too big for me. I put this basket at the bottom of the steps and during the day when I found clutter, especially clutter that needed to go upstairs, I threw it in that basket. And anytime I went upstairs, I would take the basket with me instead of running up and down the stairs a million times a day, which I was already doing with four kids, four and under taking naps and stuff. So another thing I do to keep everything clean and I mean clean, not just tidy, is I keep the left side of my sink full of water. And I normally squirt some dish soap and maybe some essential oils to make the house smell good. And I've got this big bag of microfiber cloths that I got off Amazon sometime, I'm sure, because I'm an Amazon fan. Keep this clean rag, so every morning I fill it up with hot water, put the soap, essential oil, and and a clean rag in there. And nothing dirty, goes in that side of the sink. I know most people throw dirty dishes in one side and clean in the other. I don't do that. All my dishes and dishwashing and dirty dishes and all that goes on the right side of the sink. The left side is only for clean water. Sometimes I'm so crazy that when we have people come to visit, I put a sign up that says, don't put dirty dishes at my clean water because <laughs> I'm a little kooky about my clean water side. So the reason why I do this is that I always have basically a bucket of clean water to wipe any messes immediately. When the kids are done with breakfast, I use this cloth and I wipe their faces. When something gets on the kitchen counter, I spill some milk. I, you know, use that to wipe it up. And that way I don't have to get out a spray bottle and paper towels and all this stuff. And I literally just wipe it and keep it clean. That way it's clean from gunk and I can disinfect it whenever I need to, but it's The kitchen counters are already clear because I have my go home basket. I've decluttered my house, but then I've got this sink of nice clean water, and sometimes I fill it up a few times in the day if the sink if the water gets a little gross, and I can use that to wipe the kitchen table after every meal. You know, just to basically keep all my flat surfaces nice and clean. I can also, when I'm doing the kitchen table, I just turn around with that rag and I wipe the windowsills down that are right by it because junk piles up on there. So this go-home basket and the sink full of water are my go-tos for keeping these general areas of my house clean throughout the day. It's It looks clean because it's tidy and it's physically clean to the touch because I'm wiping it and I'm wiping all the, the junk off the flat surfaces. So my next tip is to keep cleaning items where you need them. So I used to say that, like, for the sake of minimalism and making sure that you don't have more than you need, that all your cleaning items should be in one area. And I actually don't think that's a good tip to give people anymore. The reason is you are less likely to clean the mirror in the bathroom if you have to walk all the way across the house to the laundry room to get the one bottle of window spray that you have. So what I suggest is keeping your window spray where you're gonna use it. So for me, I keep one underneath the kitchen sink because that's the common area between all the windows and stuff. I keep one under each bathroom sink. So our bathroom to do the mirror and the kids' bathroom because it's on the other side of the house to do the mirror. And I keep a reusable rag with it. This way, I just, when I see that it's dirty, spritz it and wipe it down. There's no need to have these elaborate cleaning schedules that you can get behind and feel like, great, now I'm four days behind on my cleaning, I gotta do all this, catch up. No, clean it when you see it, okay? Every time I go to the bathroom, I just peek at the toilet. And if it's gross, then I do a little swish and get some Clorox wipes out and clean it, boom, throw it away and it's done. There's no need to clean the bathroom top to bottom unless you find a need to do it top to bottom. And I'll get into when I do the deep cleaning. You're gonna keep these cleaning items where you need them. Uh, Swiffer dusters. I just keep those in the laundry room because when I, when I dust, I just go around the whole house for you know 10 straight minutes and just dust everything I see. But again, I don't put that into a schedule. Just when I see it, because my house is nice and clear of clutter, so things like this will stick out to me when I see it, that's when I clean it. The next two tip areas are gonna be how I keep the bathroom and the kitchen clean. And basically the bathroom is, I mark that right into my morning routine. When I go brush my teeth, wash my face, I use a little dish wand, you know, the kind that you can like fill soap in the handle. And I fill soap in the handle with some vinegar and I leave it underneath the sink. Every time while I'm brushing my teeth, I just swish around and it uses a little scrubbies and it cleans the sink and I clean my husband's sink and then I wash my face. And then once I'm done washing my face, I use the rag that I've washed my face to wipe the surfaces on the bathroom counter clean. The bonus of this is that I have nothing on my sink counters because I've decluttered so much. I used to have a million things. And so I'd put off cleaning and put off cleaning and put off cleaning and put off cleaning. And then it would need to be like soft scrub, like scrubbed, you know, and wiped down and gloves and all that. Now I don't have to do that. All I have to do is a nice, decently deep clean every Saturday. I normally spray some disinfectant on, run around, go to the other bathroom, spray that disinfectant on. So I'm letting the first bathroom sit, come back, wipe everything down in the first bathroom, go to the second bathroom and wipe everything down. Bam, done. That is something I put in the cleaning schedule. But as far as the toilets and the sink, that is not. That is in my daily, just what I do in the routine. Like I said, after I go to the bathroom, I just kind of peek and make sure it's not nasty. And you know what? Maybe Later in the day I I go to the bathroom again and I peek and it is nasty from somebody going to the bathroom. So do a little swish, do a little disinfectant wipe and bam, we're done. Just clean it when you see it. Now for the kitchen, what I do is that I make sure that all the dishes are handled after every single meal. And what I mean by handled is they're either cleaned, like actually scrubbed and put on the drying mat if they're dishes that can't be put in the dishwasher or they're put in the dishwasher. That does mean the first thing I do in the morning is either right after or while I'm cooking breakfast is I empty the dishwasher or I have the kids do it. That way it's ready for me to throw dirty dishes into and the dishes pile up in the dishwasher all day. And then at night, right after we're done feeding the babies, we put the bottles in the dishwasher and we hit start. And that way when I wake up the next morning, I've got a dishwasher full of clean dishes and I'm not waking up to dirty dishes that need to be washed or a dishwasher that needs to be run before I can even start putting new things in it. All I have to do is empty the clean, perfectly clean dishes, start loading it with dirty dishes for the day. My next tip on being able to keep your house clean is tagging, like I said in the routine episode, making morning and evening routines, is to tag these cleaning items to things in your day when you're in those rooms. So I tag making my bed to when I get dressed. That's just what I've started to do. And it's become such a habitual routine for me that I don't even think about it. I get dressed. I make the bed and then it's done and the room looks so much more picked up or washing and putting away dishes after every meal. I will say the fact that we have only about one or two dishes per person means just like the laundry with having less laundry, the less I have, the more I have to keep on top of it or else we run out of clothes or of dishes. The bonus of this is I, I'm never going to have more than currently like eight dishes to wash. Now pots and pans, yes, but when it comes to dishes in the sink, Even if I do let them pile up, I have to clean them after a meal or so of just piling them up because we don't have any more dishes to eat off of. That's kind of my routine is that I always tag washing and putting away the dishes after every meal. I always wipe the counters down after every meal because they're clear. There's nothing on them. I wipe the kitchen table down after every meal. We always tag vacuuming and putting away laundry during while the other person, so my husband, does it if I'm bathing the kids or I do it if my husband's bathing the kids while they're bathing the kids. And that way we can just boop, 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 quick, you know, plug in the vacuum, do all the areas the vacuum can reach. Pretty much I put the plug in the central location in the house and I just go until it, you know, starts on the cord and then I move to another spot. That way it's always done. I'm like losing my train of thought. Lord help me. I just finished a workout and I'm like, so out of it. Another tip I have is just do one load of laundry a day. If you can, if you have a washing machine in your house and you can financially afford to be able to do a load of laundry a day, even if it's not a totally full load, I suggest doing it. And if you're going to do a load, you need to commit to washing it, drying it, folding it, and putting it away before you go to bed every night. The less clothes you have, the easier this is because we cannot, I Don't want to have a full day full of laundry that I have to do because then I can't get anything else done in that day. I don't want that to consume my weekends. And honestly, I just like fashion is not my thing. So for me, I don't have a lot of clothes and that's okay. (laughs) If you love doing fashion and being cute, like girl, give me some tips. But if you're like me and you just would rather not deal and you just wear pretty much yoga pants and a t-shirt all the time, then having 8 million t-shirts is not something that serves me well. What serves me well is having clean laundry put away, not a lot of places that I have to store and keep up with this laundry. So I just throw in a load every day. I don't sort the laundry. That's totally like a homemaker faux pas. I don't do it. If I'm afraid something might bleed, I'll throw in those color catchers, one of those shout color catchers that like absorbs the free floating color in the wash But most of the time I just throw it all in and I use some detergent, maybe some oxyclean, and I run the wash and I run the dry. And maybe about once a month I try to gather as many whites as I can find in the house and do like a real good like oxyclean and bleach cycle. And that way it brightens up all of our whites. But you know, it's like whatever. If one of my socks are a little blue, I don't care. (laughs) That one load of laundry a day and not sorting is really. What makes a difference for me? Another thing is that you got to invest a little bit of time in the forefront to training your kids to help you. So when a meal is over, some things we've trained the kids to do is they need to ask to be excused. They need to thank the person that made them food. And then they need to put their dish in the sink as they get older that will then become rinse the dish off put it in the dishwasher or wash the dish we have them come over to our to to the laundry room where i have my folding counter and i fold all the laundry and i put it in piles and it we make it a game they come in there and i tell them to alligator chomp their laundry so they open their hands kind of like how what is it not fsu it's um, university of florida like the gators mm-hmm do their chomp. And I have the kids open their big gator arms really wide and they chomp. And that way they're holding the clothes nice and folded the way that they are. And I give them one drawer worth of clothes at a time. Bottom drawer is PJs. Middle drawer is pants and shirts. Top drawer is underwear. And we we keep the socks in the shoe closet, um, just in one big bin. So they come in and I say, okay, here's your Jamie's chomp. And they run to their bedrooms and I count down how long until they can get their laundry put in their bottom drawers and then they run back. And my big kids share a bedroom and so both of them, it goes in their bottom drawers. So the big kid will kind of help the the almost three-year-old. So then we come back in and I give them pants and shirts and they just go and they take it from that chomp and they just lay it right in their drawer just like that. And then I give them underwear and they do that. Doing things like this, is training them that like clean laundry doesn't just magically appear in their drawers. Clean dishes don't just magically appear ready for them to use. I make them wipe down, they wipe down the table for me. I give them just a wet rag and they wipe down the kitchen table after every meal. I also sometimes have them vacuum and I definitely have them clean up their rooms and it's not going to be perfect every time. But giving them tasks... To do lets them realize that the house doesn't stay clean by some sort of fairy. And I think that's something, at least for me, is really important for my kids to learn because I, specifically with my son, don't wanna raise a boy that his wife feels like she has to mother him because he doesn't know how to keep on track of things. Another tip is when it comes to bigger things, if you're being able to keep your house clean in about 30 minutes a day, and like the sanitary things, the toilets, the kitchen dishes, the laundry, you know, the the common areas tidied, and the kitchen counter is pretty, pretty wiped up, then you're going to have time that when you see something, you can clean it. So if you look up and you see oh, that needs dusted, you can grab the duster and spend five minutes going, you know, at the top of all the door frames and on the top of all the pictures and stuff like that. And maybe then you notice while you're doing that, that some of the windows could use to be wiped. And so the next time you get a free minute, you just send the kids around with a rag and you spray down all the windows and let them all wipe it up. Because you're keeping up with the general maintenance, you're not getting behind on general maintenance and then trying to keep up with more detailed cleaning things like the dusting and the windows and mirrors or picture frames or anything like that. Somebody once told me like they equated to taking care of your body and the inflammation in your body to like a fire station. And it, it goes with cleaning also. So, you know, firemen at a fire station, they need to do the general maintenance. They need to maintain the fire station. They need to maintain the trucks, keep them clean, keep them serviced, keep everything ready to go. And then when they're ready to go put out a fire, they can run and go put out a fire and they come back. Now if they can't keep up with the general maintenance, then the task of going out and putting out the fire is going to be harder and harder and harder to do because they're not prepared on the back end with the general maintenance. And it's the same with your home. You need to have just a few things that you do every day, very little things. From that, you will be generally maintained enough that you can do other things, like clean baseboards when you, ew, those baseboards are gross, or decide that one day you're gonna take down, you know, fixture, things and wipe them down really good. Something like that. You can get to that deep cleaning because you are on a maintained schedule. I will say what we do is Saturday mornings. I hustle for like two hours and we put on some music. My husband deals with the kids and I clean and I'm talking, I do like sweep and mop the floor or vacuum and mop the floors. Sometimes I mop more than once in a week if the floor looks gross, but because the floor is vacuumed every night, I can just, after I vacuum, bring the steam mop over it. And then it's done. It's not like this. I have to move everything and put everything away and then sweep and then vacuum. It's like, all I have to add on is, is mopping because I've already maintained enough that I can then mop without it disrupting everything else and having to set off this chain reaction of things I have to maintain. So Saturday mornings is when I generally mop, we do the baby's linens and our, in our linens and I'm so OCD that everybody in the family has nothing but white linens, white sheets, white comforters. They all have like a cute blanket they got to pick out. So like a throw blanket. That way, all of the linens, we strip those, we bleach those on Saturday, throw in any other whites that we see, like towels or whatever that we need to do. And then on Sunday, I do the big kids linens and any other towels that they have and that way I'm I'm already maintaining all the laundry so I'm still doing my one load of clothes a day but all I have to do is just throw in those that one extra load of linens instead of having to catch up on all the laundry in order to then be able to do all the linens. Now let me tell you I am not like this preachy holier than thou I got my life together person. Believe me there's days where my house is a mess. Like today I left and I actually thought that it looks like a tornado went through this home. But because I am generally maintained, I'm able to get back to that maintenance state pretty quickly. I'm probably going to take a video of it because it's going to be like a little bit chaos when I go to put everything back, but I'm, I'm going to get the house put together and all the laundry folded and put away because I didn't do a load of laundry yesterday and I'm regretting it now. I'm not holier than thou. There was a point in my life where I would have to stay up until midnight or later just to keep up with my home for me to wake up the next morning and everybody just messy it up. And that was a really hard thing because then it became like this, then why do it? (laughs) Why clean my house? If the second all these tiny humans wake up, they're just gonna dirty it up again. But when I started maintaining throughout the day, the house is pretty much clean throughout the day. It's back to ground zero by 7 p.m. I get to enjoy a peaceful, tidied, clean house until I go to sleep and I don't have to hustle while the kids are asleep. I wake up the morning and yes, we live in it. But I don't feel overwhelmed by us living in it anymore. And that's a huge difference it's made in my life. It's made me not resent the kids for their messiness. It's made me not resent my husband for not cleaning things because I'm the one who notices the toilets and this and that. But I just, it's just part of my routine now. And on Saturday mornings, I do give him some things to clean and some things to do but I like cleaning. I don't like tidying up. So now that I don't have to tidy up and maintain as much anymore, I get to actually clean things that I like to clean. So those are my little tips. If you are interested in getting some of that decluttering out of the way, I still have that 14 day challenge open on my blog. And you can head over to holyhotmessmom.com slash no, slash podcast slash episode 016 for the declutter 101. Or you can go to com slash declutter. And you can sign up for that automated email series, get in and declutter your house and get all the stuff out of your house that is hindering you from being able to maintain everything. Also, If you've made it to the end of this episode, I just would love it if you would head over to iTunes or whatever podcasting app you're listening to this in and leave us, leave us, leave me a, um, leave the podcast, a rating and review. So the ratings are great. Like giving a five-star rating is great. Leaving a review is even better. So with this ministry, I hope to reach moms that are frazzled and feel like they're a hot mess and kind of don't know how to come out of that and live a joyful, filled life. I can't reach those moms if the content isn't shared or if it's not searchable or if it's not ranking or whatever. As of this moment, I have quite literally made absolutely no money off any of this blog stuff. So this is truly just a labor of love. And I just want to reach moms and make a community of like, you know what, this life is a hot mess. <laughs> Sometimes things are a hot mess, but you don't have to live there and you don't have to stay there and you don't have to dwell on it. You can find God in the midst of the hot messes. You can find a community in the midst of the hot messes. And you can thrive as a mom, even if you're not some Pinterest, Instagram worthy, like superstar, but I can't reach those moms unless the podcast is shared. So if you want to share it on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or wherever you hang out, if you go into the podcast app and give us a five star, that would be great. And then leave a review. Just, I'm really liking this, whatever you want to leave. I would just really appreciate it because it helps us rank a little bit higher. And then other moms or women or wives can find the content that they might need to hear. I'd really, really appreciate it. That's all I have for today. So I will be back here next time chatting about. Well, actually, I don't know. Uh, the next episode is all about confession. It's a it's a topic that I love and it's a it's a good, heartfelt episode. It's not a judgy, holier than thou episode. So I really hope you log in to your podcast app on Friday and listen to that one. This episode is over, but there's lots more content for you to check out on my website. Head over to holyhotmessmom.com for all sorts of downloads, posts, and ridiculous stories, as well as the show notes for today's episode. Don't forget to find me on Instagram and Facebook at holyhotmessmom, as well as in our exclusive Mama Facebook group by searching "Holy Hot Mess Mamas." That's Holy Hot Mess M A M A S, so we can connect, share, encourage, uplift, laugh, and be virtual best friends. Do you have a topic or something you want to hear about on the show? Shoot me an email at podcast at holyhotmessmom.com. I'd love to hear your suggestions. If you like this episode, would you do me a huge favor and head over to your podcast app and give us a rating and review so that more ladies can find our podcast. The more great reviews we have, the wider we reach with our support, tips, laughs, and encouragement. I would really appreciate it. Until next time.